Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. If you don't know me, my name is Mal and I have the privilege of being the Family Life Pastor here at Bayside. And we, as Chad said, we're continuing our series on joys, uh, journeys in joy and peace. And um, I just want to continue with that. Um, we read from Isaiah 55, 8-9, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I invite you this morning. Who am I talking to this morning? I'm going to look at you all. I'm looking at you all. Yes, Tiff, you're looking at you all. I want to look this morning at life as an epic adventure. I want to look at this attitude of life being an adventure and that the Lord invites us to maintain this attitude. I'm echoing a bit, guys. Um, to ensure we don't lose the joy and peace he freely gives us. Life is an adventure. Now, I'll tell you a few stories of my own my own adventures, then take a brief look at some of the traps the enemy sets to try and steal our joy <laughs> and try and steal our peace <laughs> and how we can overcome those traps. Yay! Yes. So, get myself a bit bouncy here, adventury bouncy. So what? Is an adventure. Well, Wikipedia Dictionary says, an adventure is an exciting experience that is typically bold, sometimes a risky undertaking. Adventures may be activities with some potential for physical danger, such as travelling, exploring, skydiving, mountain climbing, scuba diving, river rafting, or participating in extreme sports, or living the Christian life. Um, on the website called Bible Study Tools, which is a good one, adventure is defined as an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. This is exactly what many biblical figures underwent as they were called upon to go into the unknown in the work of God. Our life can be an adventure in the service of righteousness, facing the adversity and evils of the world. 2 Corinthians 11.26 says, I have, and this is Paul talking, I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea, and in danger from false believers. But he declares in 2 Timothy 4.7, I have fought 
the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Now we read many adventures in the Bible and just to say, not every adventure feels good. Sometimes we are on tough adventures and the tools that we need are slightly different in those um, scenarios. But, but, but God, but there is God's hidden, hidden treasure for us to find. Proverbs 2, 2-5 to says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. When it means fear, it doesn't mean... It means, Lord, I trust you and I respect you and I know that listening to you is far better than listening to me. And you will gain knowledge. Now we have God's joy and peace when we know we are in his will and we learn from the adventures that he sends us on. I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to tell some stories this morning. When we were kids, my dad used to sing loudly the William Tell Overture. Everyone know that? It's an excitement. It gets you going. And it's crazy, Scotsman. He's lovely. We would know that when we heard that, that we were going on an exciting outing. Because he would go, okay, boys, then, we go, yeah, we're going out, we're going out. And it would be, I don't know, to the beach, or it would be somewhere that was really, really fun. So when I hear that in my head, in my spirit now, because the Lord speaks to us in ways that we uniquely understand. When I hear that in my head now, I go, oh, we've got an adventure. We've got an adventure. So I've been part of adventures all my life. Now, they may not look like a typical adventure like we saw on the screen there where it's all very flashy. And, but every situation that we find ourselves, if we put our mindset into, this is an adventure, Lord, there's excitement there. Okay, I ran away from my mum when I was three because I didn't want my face washed. I end up banging my head into a chair handle and had three and four stitches. I tripped to the hospital and even at three I still remember the nurse. Now, I learned it's better to get it over and done with and not run away from adversity. <laughs> if you look closer, you can still see the scar. Oh, sorry, it was that one. That was, that was another one. I don't think it was running away that time. That was another one. Or the time I hit my dad's watch and he took me down to the Scottish police station. <laughs> and I remember a big police sergeant over the counter like this. Going, what? And he, said, he would have said something like, I'm sure, so what's all this then? <laughs> now, my, I'd hit the watch and dad found it. But he needed to go down because he'd reported it as stolen. So he needed to go down to the police station and tell them. But he used that as a little 
I, don't, I still remember it, even at, at four, I think it was, or three. Three. Now, the Lord spoke into my dad's heart in 1967 to leave all he knew. Um, I wrote this and then thought it would sound really good if I put a really Australian accent on it. So, take his wife and two boys from Edinburgh, Scotland, to the land of the sun and the kangaroo. <laughs> Just as I was reading it, I went, oh, that sounds like some ad or something. Now, so, it was a new beginning a better life for his family, and so glad he did. We landed in India, Thailand, flew over Africa, where Dad leaned over to us in the plane and said, that's where Tarzan lives. <laughs> and we learnt that the world is full of colour and adversity. It was an adventure when a local drug dealer knocked me down with his car when I was 12 and I got to visit the hospital again. It was an accident, but he was speeding and he didn't see me. I was fine besides a few head injuries and a broken collarbone, um, but I loved the attention and I got some peace and joy out of that. But I learned to watch for the car behind the car and that's got me twice in my life. I rode a car off because I didn't see the car coming behind. So watch out for hidden little things. Okay. So we ventured across the Nullarbor plain in the mid-70s in Dad's Tirana. And the windscreen got hit by a stone from a passing truck. So we drove the next 400 k's without a windscreen. <laughs> now, my brother and I loved it because we felt we were in a convertible. It's quite an adventure. I got to go on a school trip to the snow and learned how to ski up Mount Buller. Actually, ski down. <laughs> Anyone get that? Ski up. You can't, can't do that. It's not possible. Now, I was doing okay till somehow I locked my skis over each other and went hurtling down the hill and plowed my head into a rock. I got carted off to the first aid station and checked for the concussion. I was all right and was skiing again the next day. Um, but it was a wonderful experience because I was single then, my love, because the nurse there was something else. I think she was Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> and so for a, a young teenage boy, it was like, I'm, co I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> so I survived my teenage years. I started doing gigs around the place um, in my late teens. Um, with my trusty Juno 106 keyboard, which I thought was the bee's knees at the time, and I hear it now and I go, oh my goodness me. But, and I had a backing track that I'd made from uh, a little uh, recorder thing called a Tascam. Now, I realised, side note, I, have a I had a friend at the time that had all the best equipment and he could make things sound like amazing. Mine sounded really, 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 really bad, all right? Because I had this horrible little tape I used to take everywhere I went and <laughs> can you put that in? And it'd be going, <coughs> it, was, it was not good. But I prayed, Lord, please let people get past that and, and hear the music. It was an adventure. <laughs> now, it was fine 
So I had an agent in those days. It was fine till my agent rang me and asked if I wanted to do the support for Dion DiMucci at the Thibbetan Theatre. And I, I nearly died because I'm going, I don't have the equipment. I, 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 I have this horrible tape. All these people are going to be there looking for some sort of show and they're going to get me. So I freaked. But I'd learnt by that time that saying no meant there wasn't an adventure. So I said yes. So in fear and trembling, I, I did this concert and it, it was all right. Um, he asked me back to the airport the next day just to talk to me <laughs> and maybe, I don't know, consolidate me? I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, but it was an adventure. When, when we are given, my hands are all getting all sweaty, it's making me remind me what it was like. When, when, when we are given an opportunity for something that we see ourselves here and it's like, like way, way, way up, up there, um, sometimes you've got to realise, all the time, you've got to realise God is wanting to stretch you. Now, my agent was a darling man, Dean Eaton. He was a really, really good guy. And he thought it was time I should join a band because the uh, equipment I had wasn't great and he knew that being in a band would, would help me grow in confidence and those kinds of things. So he hooked me up with a band called No Strange Gods in the mid-80s. And we had some really, really cool times. We actually supported Michael W. Smith um, in Apollo Stadium which was like an amazing thing. And a few years later, we got to play in the, Maya, in the Sydney Maya Music Bowl, which always confuses me because it's in Melbourne. <laughs> and I had to look it up because I kept saying, we didn't drive all the way to Sydney. Why is it called Sydney Maya Music Bowl? But it's, it was in Melbourne. And we, had guy, we were rubbing shoulders with guys like Larry Norman, Resurrection Band, Allies, Jerusalem Servant, and the Newsboys. And, and we were walking around <laughs> like this, because we were just a little, a little band from Adelaide. We were given an opportunity to do something, and we did all right. Um, but it was, it was an experience outside of what we saw our level as. And the Lord will take us on adventures that uh, stretch us a bit. I've had many other adventures. Mission trips to India, the specific, the specific islands, yeah. being specific about that, yeah. the Pacific Islands, canoeing through the Catherine River. Actually, more it was in the water and then getting back onto the canoe. It was more like that having a heart attack, triple bypasses. But then the really big adventures, marrying Monica. Where is she? Yeah, babe. Being a father, being a pastor of this church, and there will be many more adventures to come. But we're in an adventure right now, aren't we, my love? And um, I wanted to use, that, use this to explain some stuff about what it's like to be in an adventure, and the different things that come along that might um, affect us. Now, we're talking about maintaining the joy and peace that the Lord gives us. 
Now, we were led to believe that we would be staying where we lived for a few good years to come. The owner had dropped by at Christmas time and told Monty, oh, you, you guys can stay for as long as you want. You can stay for as long as you want. So that put us into a mindset of, well, we don't have to worry about finding anything, especially in this market. Um, all the ingredients for making our abode a place of joy was because we are on the beachfront and we are close to pretty much everything. So it's a really nice spot. But I got a phone call about three weeks ago from my property manager. Um, and my reaction was really, really strange. Um, she said, so sorry, Mal, I've got some bad news for you. They're not renewing your lease. Now, I laughed. I laughed on the phone. Because I'd realised, hold on, God has been speaking to me these last three or four months about this. He'd give me a scenario and I'd go, oh, that's fine, I, I know that we're staying, so that's probably somewhere in the future. But then I heard William tell Overture. I'm going, oh, okay. So I thought, well, um, we'll be okay. But how am I going to tell Monty in that? Because Brady loves this place. It's, we've had so many good memories there. Um, and I was trying to work out how I was going to present it to them. Knowing how the rental market is out there and how hard it is to find a place. Lord, I just want to speak now for all those people that are trying to find a place to live at the moment. And I pray, God, that you, you take them on that adventure that shows them that you are good. That, Lord, that you provide for them a place to live. And I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. just want to do that. I love being married to Moni. Because I sat them down and I said to them both, and Brody, um, I sat them down and I said, okay. Who wants to go on an adventure? <laughs> and Brody's going, oh, we're going away, we're doing something, we're doing something really exciting. I said, we have to move. And I love my wife because she said, wow, what's God going to do? Because <laughs> she's an adventurer at heart. Declaring challenges as adventures is replacing fear with excitement and anticipation. Excitement that God is doing a new thing and anticipation that he will do it well. This brings both joy and peace. Declaring this with your mouth so your ears and your heart hear it and anything or anyone else that would set itself up against what God is doing. And I love David. He speaks really, really good declaring words. Psalm 145. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue and I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness and they will sing about your righteousness. Yes, the Lord wants us 
to have victory. Amen. Amen. But not everyone wants us to have victory. And the enemy likes to weigh in to the proceedings and starts presenting me with negative thought pattern. Who's had that? Driving the car and you get this horrible thing happening in your head and you go, what is all that about? Get out. Get out. Now Jesus had a deal with the enemy in the wilderness, so it's likely we will have to do this. And this is what I refer to in my intro as traps. Now I have a very vivid imagination and I come from a long line of overreactors <laughs> so that the enemy knows which buttons, buttons to push. First Peter 5, verse 8 said, Stay alert! Please stay alert! Watch out for the great enemy of the devil. He's only great if you call him great. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Now, I don't know if you've picked it up, but he uses the same old tricks. He just dresses them up a bit different. And so my mind started to fill with these kinds of thoughts. There's some conspiracy happening here. The owners told us one thing and now they're telling us another. Maybe we aren't good enough. So, he's questioning our identity. How will, I ever, how will he ever find a house in this market? We just don't have the resources to compete. Questioning God's promises. We have to come up with a bond this time. The rules have changed, um, so we have to come up with a bond this time. And all our, all our savings will disappear. <laughs> we'll have nothing left. Brody won't have anything to eat. Which is, which is questioning, questioning God's provision. Don't let the enemy steal your joy and peace. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Our weapon is the word of God and declaring it. So identity, 1 Peter 2.9. For you are a chosen people. Jesus, the Lord God, has chosen you. You are royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God when he blesses you and does all this stuff where you go, it's impossible, but God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God's promises, 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ and are a resounding yes and amen. God has promised stuff to Monty and I and kicking us out on the street is not one of them. <laughs> and God's provision, Matthew 6.31. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we eat? <laughs> that what will we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear 
And um, Kate pointed out that when I preach, I tend to wear this shirt. <laughs> and I just realised I do. <laughs> it's not lucky or anything. It's just a nice, just a nice shirt. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, which means cooperate with God and what he is doing in your life. And he will give you everything you need. God never has a plan B for our lives. Never a plan B. He is such that he makes every situation the best solution for us. It's always plan A. You've got to let him do that. You've got to cooperate with him in doing that. I look back at my life and I see the amazing things that he has done and all the adventures to see his will and destiny for my life fulfilled. Hebrews 12, 2, and I haven't got this one on there, Jono, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. The jigsaw pieces of our lives, so to speak, are put together in his perfect time. What a sense of security that brings on embarking on every new adventure. In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day as you're teaching me your way that you do just what you say in your time. So, thank you. So part of my reasoning on the video, besides it being ridiculous, was to express a point that is God equips us for every adventure he sends us on. My face was the same, but the resources I had were unique for the job. Knowing we have the tools we need helps us maintain our joy and peace. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. According to his riches, not according to the riches you think you have in your head. According to his riches. He gives us the mindset. He sets the scene, so to speak, if we let him be the director in our lives. He stirs up excitement or the tenacity or the grit to stay the course, depending on what kind of adventure it is. Now, as I said, I've had the privilege of going on mission trips to India and specifically a place called Missouri. Not Missouri, but Missouri, high up in the mountains. And you can see the Himalayas if you get high enough. Um, and that's an experience I would never trade. But you've got to look for the treasure in every circumstance. They are there. And it's part and reward of every adventure, even though it's scary. To get there, however, up to Missouri was a, it was a treacherous journey. A bus driver was skilled and he was crazy. He was very reckless because the road was minimum width and somehow two buses could pass but with inches to spare. There was no guardrail, so to speak, then. It's better now, but there's no guardrails there to, guardrails there to speak of and the drop is thousands and thousands and thousands of feet. So I was in there looking down and I could see what looked like um, a matchbox down there and it was a building. So it was very scary. But 
We knew that God wanted us there. He'd sent us on that adventure. We were still scared, but we had excitement. And excitement gave us courage. It was a great trip. We got to speak to lots of school kids. We got to speak um, to the, the, the local people there that were just delightful. Um, and God's purposes were served at that time. Just, to sh- just a short mention of fear. Just a little, little thing. Fear is punishment. Fear is punishment. And God is not in the business of punishment. He's in the business of love. I want you to really get If that's the only thing you take away this morning, I want you to get that. He dealt with all the punishment stuff on the cross. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love. I'll read it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, or a sound mind, depending on what translation you have. So, nearly finished. So back to our current adventure. As I mentioned before about the Lord whispering in my ear and preparing my heart, Jay talked about listening for the Lord's voice last week. And we recognize his voice. He is our good shepherd. And we listen intently. And I would have a picture of our property manager ringing me and saying, sorry, Mao, you have to move. And I remember, that's why I laughed. Because I thought, that's, that's a bit strange. But God wanted me to be prepared. Now, I was talking about negative scenarios before. But it's how the scenario makes us feel. If it fills us with fear and anxiety, then we know that it's not from God. But this, although it seemed negative, this thought of moving, actually, when I look back, filled me with excitement. I went, ooh. And so I laughed because I realised you're sending us on another adventure, Lord. The Lord was preparing my heart. Now, our amazing God provided for us. So from the moment we heard that we got asked to, our tenancy um, was going to finish, from that moment was two hours. Two hours and he'd already prepared a new place for us to live. Which is, in, in this market, is a miracle. Now, I don't have time this morning to go into all the other little treasures that are involved in this. There's been lots of different things that have happened that are, that are really, really cool. But just to say, the Lord hears our prayers He hears our desires. And although this new place is different, it's actually more beneficial for us in this next coming season. And it's also cheaper. 
<laughs> now, we're still on this journey, and still things need to come into line. But we trust him because he is faithful. So life is an adventure. He equips us for this adventure. He fills us with his joy and peace. And although the enemy will try and set traps for us, we have his word and his presence. And we have each other to fight and, as Jeff put, to remain calm. He will prepare us, give us little prompts like or whatever that one is for you because we recognise his voice. And he rewards us with hidden treasures that only he can provide and nobody can ever, 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 ever take away. I would like to give us an opportunity this morning to ask the Lord again for his joy and peace in our situation, whatever situation you find yourselves in. For him to fill you with his excitement, to give you strength on every situation that you find yourselves in. Team, you can come up. And to help us journey in joy and peace. So let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you. You know every situation in this congregation this morning. Lord, you know how some of these situations are extremely tough. So much so that sometimes the enemy can just fill that scenario with very, very unhelpful stuff. But this morning, Lord, I pray for each one in this place this morning, your sense of adventure. As Moni said, wow, what is God going to do? Lord, I just pray for strength. I pray, Lord, for miraculous things to happen. Lord, where you are lifted up, the Lord, that you are given the glory, and Lord, there will be those amazing, wonderful, hidden treasures that you have for us. I pray this now in your precious and wonderful name. today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au and of course if you're ever in the area please pop in and say good day. Bye.